Welcome to what is effectively try number two. Yeah, take two. tonight. <laughs> Hello, and friends. No marker. stream tonight. Yes. Which would be, be interesting because uh, I don't have to worry about being presentable for a camera, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But. Hands off. Uh, it is Thursday, the 11th, 2018. Anno Domini. Nope. Anno that's Domini. a lie. So by the time you're listening to this in uh, mid-December. Oh, yeah. um, sounds about right. It, it is a lovely, <laughs> lovely fall night. My Ball dog is... is getting irritated the fuck out of by uh, Tal's dog because he I... wants to do nothing but follow Harvard around, bite his tail, and jump at him. Not just bite his tail, like latch onto it. <laughs> He's yep. been bugging him all night since I got here. I mean, that's, that's it's how time for a taste do. of his own medicine anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, Maynard's adorable, and Harvard doesn't don't know what to do with a kid. It's hilarious. <laughs> He's like the awkward not parent, where he's just like, <laughs> I just yeah. noticed that my McDonald's coffee is a ripoff. There is no free coffee thing on here. <laughs> what do you mean? No, it's Monopoly time. You yeah. don't get free coffee. Apparently, when Monopoly starts, you just don't get free coffee from McDonald's I, I anymore. I didn't even. No, you, you can win it randomly, but you know how I, you used to be able to collect seven of them? Seven oh, of, the, of the stickers? Yeah, yeah, the yeah apparently now you just don't get to collect stickers. Oh. I didn't even notice well, that until you'd pointed it out. Yeah, no, they. And like this is this has been a point of contention for me for a while. Um, <laughs> Tell us because one time, <sighs> well, one time I actually tried to go in and like redeem a free coffee with my coffee stickers, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we don't, we can't redeem free coffees during Monopoly because oh wow, they can't even so, do it because supposedly like the free coffee that you get from the Monopoly and the free coffee vouchers that you have conflict." So, like, they're, like, quote-unquote, the same button is what I was told. Isn't this 2018? (laughs) Well, I mean, 2018 doesn't stop businesses (laughs) from screwing you out of their own reward system. Isn't the whole reward system for Monopoly, like, do they still have the no purchase necessary on there anywhere, or... I, yeah, the I think reason basically any sweepstakes has that. Yeah, honestly, sweepstakes. The reason they do it is so you can't take your free coffees in and get Monopoly cups. Yeah, and then and see, I can kind of That's understand fair. that. Right, they don't want you going in with your free coffee that you collected from and getting a seven stickers and winning ten million dollars. Yeah, right, or whatever I mean, the prize is. And I do have like seven to ten free coffee things. Yeah, and now you just have to wait until December to use them. Yeah. 
I mean, well, it's because I always end up like because I buy coffees with my combos. Yeah. And then I get my coffee and my combo, and then I get a sticker, so I keep the sticker. And then, if I ever want a coffee, sometimes I don't want a medium coffee, which is the most I can get. So right. I buy an extra large coffee, and I just end up with a fucking horde of these things. <laughs> yeah. The very first point on this is no purchase required. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just, that, yes. that's the part where they're like, okay, so here's a form. You need to s- fill it out and then mail it with correct postage. It'll take about four to six weeks to process, so make sure you get it done early. And yeah, I'm just like, you're going to be wired in December. That's all I'm thinking about. You're just like, um, how am I free in December? Copies? I'm um, always wired. No, yeah, but I mean, it's free copies, though. Well, if you can only use them in December. No, well, now like, he's I, just going to be use, poor and wired right I, now. I use them when I'm like on the road. I want some coffee, but I don't want that much coffee. Yeah. Because I will typically buy an, an extra large that'll last me about 10, 15 minutes, and then I'm good for a while. And then there's me where I'm still nursing my medium because I'm a heathen. I don't think we never actually did our intros, did we? That doesn't. I'm Vox. Uh, oh yeah, well, we already did them tonight, so I mean, what's I know the, we got thrown for a loop. I'm Vox. I'm roll under whatever. I'm Car. That soul chin mouth. <laughs> or, or, uh, AKA chin mouth. Yeah. Oh, AKA man. sex machine. AKA fuck off. Yep. <laughs> chin mouth is a genuine sex god. Chin mouth. <laughs> I didn't so, hear about that in mythology. Have you ever heard of like Eddie Izzard's like I mean, breakdown? Weren't, weren't all of the Greek gods like just sex gods? I mean, if by serial rapists. Uh, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> no, my fruit loops. Like, it's not like the gods have ever valued the opinions of humans. Oh, I mean, a... they chained a guy to a rock for bringing fire down to them once. Yeah, and he deserved yeah. it. Piece of shit. <laughs> Bring fire here. Oh, uh, I've broken my headphones. Hold on. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> there we go. I fixed it. <laughs> Just jiggle it. What else could break? Just do the D- Let's not yeah. even tempt please, the gods. Please don't. Our, our Olympian the, the gods or of, otherwise. The gods of tech sex support. The gods of wind dogs. Or sex tech support. Se- sex support? <laughs> Sext support. Uh, it isn't. Wouldn't that technically be like Viagra and Cialis? Be sex support. Sex support. Yeah. It's either that are telling people yeah. not to use Oxford commas in their RP. <laughs> I don't know. Hello. Uh, yes, it's been four hours. <laughs> I mean, what, or, what, what, are, what are my next or, or progress, <laughs> what progressively next kinkier porn options? So, why don't we start with Carr, since he's a guest. Oh, he God. can do his thing, and then we can talk about fun stuff afterwards. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and let's make... get that crap out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. Yeah, so Are you sure you want to do this? Because I've got a bit of a backlog, unfortunately. Well, you've got five minutes. Go. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, we we've already wasted so much daylight. We just can't. We we simply can't. It was humor nighttime you. when we got here. There we, was we, no daytime to waste. We simply can't humor you any longer. You have you now have three minutes. Uh, we're uh, we're burning moonlight here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, negative, negative. Everything's fine. Thank you. Enough at both ends. Let's uh, get it going here. Okay, Google. But yes. Set a five minute timer. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Google. <laughs> Smart-ass phone. All right. 
So, <laughs> it's been a busy couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been a very, very busy couple of weeks. Uh, so, with the uh, kind of last couple of weeks, so for those of you who haven't paying, been paying attention, and I guess this is at this point kind of old news, but I'll really quickly sort of go over some of this and then what is sort of my bigger thing for this week. Uh so, congratulations, United States. Uh, you now have a new Supreme Court justice. Uh, his name is Kavanaugh, and if you haven't heard it by this point, then, yeah, obviously you really are managing to shelter yourself from the political life of your country, in which case, well, please don't. Um, so, the the whole thing, so originally, right, my segment for that first week was going to be talking about Kavanaugh, that was before he got confirmed. Um, it's basically the, the entire thing of guy gets nominated to Supreme court. That process is basically you go before the Senate and a whole bunch of senators grill you and figure out, are you actually going to be a good member of the Supreme court? Uh, during that process, uh, somebody came forward, uh, named Dr. Ford, who basically accused Kavanaugh of sexually assaulting her back when they were both in high school and they were both drunk. Uh, those were never proven in a court of law to be completely fair. Um, during that confirmation hearing, there was also always also a whole lot of other people who basically Kavanaugh would say, yeah, no, I was never drunk or definitely if I did get a little bit tipsy, I was never blackout drunk to which his college roommate comes up and says, yeah, dude, we were fucking wasted some weekends. Like we were done. We were, we were done packaged and put in the fridge for leftovers. Like we were, we were not okay. As, as college students as are college students to do. do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and the thing that bugged me about that is, you know, all, all, ugh, honestly, big deal if you were drunk in high school or if, if you were drunk in college. Everyone was, especially in the 80s. Like, at least you weren't on cocaine at that point. I mean, it was the 80s. You, you, like, could, who, you could have been. The, the only type of person that needs to lie about being drunk is an alcoholic. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like, basically. that's my concern. And so so my biggest concern about Kavanaugh's eligibility to uh, being on the Supreme Court was the stuff that was actually blatant lies that were basically proven to be blatant lies within the hearings. Never mind the additional accusations that deserve criminal investigation. Now, I've talked before in my segments about how it bugs me how someone can come forward and accuse somebody else of sexual assault and their life is done. Right. It's the reason that Doug Ford is now the premier of Ontario is because his predecessor was accused, never actually convicted, uh, never went to court, never went to trial, nothing, just suggested that he had been um, sexually unbecoming, we'll say. And then he had to step down from leadership of the, the Ontario PCs. And then we got Doug Ford and now minor constitutional crisis in Ontario. You know, no big deal. Anyway, so fast forward after that week. So that was that week's original segment. Then we actually got Kavanaugh, um, and he's been actually confirmed now. And that was after a the most ridiculous example of a FBI investigation I've ever seen, which was, um, long story short, right, in light of these investigations, the, one of the senators on the committee had said, well, I'll say he can be a justice if... And I mean, if we have an FBI hearing about what's going on, right? So they were going to do that. And then Trump said, cool, you can have your investigation. It's going to be one week. Go. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, what the that's, fuck? Oh that's fair. Right? Here, we're going to put somebody on the highest court in the land, and there's criminal misconduct potentially that could have occurred, and we're going to give you a week to investigate it. <laughs> it's just like, to say nothing of the fact of how Yay. fucking difficult it is to investigate something that happened, you know, 25, 30 years ago. So... I don't know. It's funny, though, because there was a bunch of uh, people coming out of the work, uh, like defense lawyers and stuff for their crimes. And they were joking, like, we demand the same fair investigation that Brett Kavanaugh received for his crimes, namely a week long and only with the witnesses that we choose. Because that was basically what happened. That seems fair. Yeah, it was it was Kavanaugh's own lawyer put forward the like interviewee list, basically, for the, the thing. It was just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, from what I understand with any. Well, I guess, no, this wasn't a court trial. So never mind. Well, no, I mean, it was the, it was the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, again, it's ridiculous. What I don't understand is, right, and, and the thing is, like, too, there were mass protests leading up to his actual um, confirmation, mm-hmm. right? So he is a Supreme Court justice now in the, since we haven't broadcasted for a few weeks. Yep. There was mass protests after his initial hearings where the where the stuff about Ford came out. He went on this massive tirade during the initial confirmation hearings about how this whole thing was a witch hunt planned out by the Democrats and the Clintons, which right away, right, the Supreme Court is not supposed to be a partisan or political body. It is supposed to be a law body first and foremost in the U.S. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. right. It is not supposed to be you've got your Republican and your Democrat judges. Of course, that's sort of how it works out. But for the most part... The justices tend to be, you know, law first, political opinion second. Yeah. Um, which was also the frustrating thing about the justice that Obama had put forward last year or two years ago now, God, um, before long before he was done being in office because his guy was fairly moderate. Anyway, so that's all happened. You got all these massive protests. Apparently, Trump had like another two dozen or so people on his list of other possible nominations. So given all the drama about this guy, I don't know why he didn't just pick another fucking justice. Like I didn't need to, this guy got in. It's obviously. Yeah. But it was just like, well, no, that's my guy. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be the very best. He'll be the best justice. You'll see. He's going to be great. Going to make the courts great again. Fuck. (laughs) Just (laughs) I'm going to eat my microphone. Um, Don't. No, (laughs) no, don't. So that all happened, and now we're on to this week. And again, for those of you who are in the States, and I know that I'm getting tired of this because, yeah, midterms are coming up. And this entire week, and actually leading into the last couple of weeks, uh, fun thing I didn't exactly realize is there are um, limitations to when you can actually like register to vote in various states across the United States. Yeah, it's controlled state by state, so yeah. it's a gong show. Mm-hmm. And so some voter registration deadlines have already passed in the United States. So for our listeners who are in the States who their state may have already done that deadline, I'm sorry that I'm not saying this to you sooner. For those of you who uh, the, the deadlines for voting have not come up yet, please register to vote. Ultimately, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, especially because I'm a Canadian and technically that's illegal for me. Um, but suck it. Um, I'm still going to tell you how to vote, but just please register to vote. The thing that's worrying me, and this is, and I've been seeing these reports coming out from multiple states. Um, the specific story that I was going to be talking about tonight was in North Dakota. The Supreme Court just, uh, and uh, now uh, Kavanaugh was not a part of this ruling. I I need to mention that to be fair. Um, but the Supreme Court ruled six to two 
that a new law that North Dakota was putting into place saying that you could not use a P.O. box as valid address for voting. And thus, because you have to have a valid address to vote in North Dakota, you now can't if you don't have a permanent address. Now, the people that are the most affected by this in the Dakotas are uh, Native Americans. Because a lot of the, again, they have reservations very similar in the United States to what we have here in Canada. But technically, they're not a permanent address. Exactly, because the U.S. Postal Service only delivers to, like, the P.O. box for the reservation. And then from there, it gets distributed to the folks on treaty land. So that's basically just disenfranchised. And North Dakota also has a very disproportionately large Native American population in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so that's dispropor- disenfranchised a huge chunk of those fe- those people. And, again, historically speaking and statistically speaking, they tend to vote overwhelmingly Democrat. This has been happening across the country. There have been reports all over the place I've been seeing from multiple states, from east to west coast, of people just being spontaneously removed from the voter registration lists. And the explanations from government is that, oh, well, we're making sure that there's no cases of voter fraud or we're trying to reduce the amount of bureaucracy and the wasted paper and everything like that going out to people who no longer live in the state. I don't know how they're picking what names to purge from their voter lists, but yeah, just people have been reporting. I was actually seeing a a tweet from someone today that they had found themselves had been purged from their voters registration list a couple of weeks ago so they added themselves back on and then they just randomly decided to check again uh actually this is today i was reading this they decided to check again and they'd been removed again Hmm. after Hmm. having just renewed their voter registration not a not even a couple of weeks ago so to any of our american listeners out there if your deadline has not already passed yeah, double check. Double apparently. check to make sure that you are in fact registered to vote in these midterms coming up. More importantly, if your deadline has passed, find out what, if any, options exist for you to again make sure that you are on your voters list. And if you are not, find out what you have to do to do that. In Canada, I know all we have to do is show up with our driver's license, and if our your address has changed, a couple of pieces of mail or something like that. I know the United States rules are more strict, and I do not know them in detail. So. That's Yay. the bullshit going down there. Yeah, we so are a lot of bullshit. I love politics. <laughs> well, you sound like you like politics. And I know oh, I, love I know Roland that this is like absolutely the greatest way to well, make you turn no, off your I, brain. But No, I, I absolutely understand why this is important and like it's a real fucking issue when people in the states are getting removed from their registries and like being unable to vote and there's just so many caveats that seem to exist for trying to actually get your vote in and it's disgusting to see mm-hmm. yeah like it, it's it is exactly like that. it's disgusting I, I don't like talking about it because it absolutely and utterly enrages me yeah and the biggest thing for me and again this is, goes back to one of the original reasons that i started doing my segment is that i want to be able to get news out there i want to be able to have people find shit out um I will fully admit I am not the least partisan voice you're ever going to find on the internet. Not by a long shot. But no, but well, I mean and we're far from representative if, if of anyone who's the American political yes, opinion. Yeah. Anyone who's listening to us long before now has been told we are not an unbiased view. No. But again, I don't care who you vote for. The fact that you may or may not be being disenfranchised is fucking bullshit. No, that is garbage. I want to know why. 
The voter fraud. Oh, God, the voter fraud. No, we no, got to no. stop the voter fraud. No, 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 no. I want to know the real reason. The real reason? Oh, because they vote Democrat. See, you can't. <laughs> the so so when in school you had usually shirts and pennies when you played you know capture the flag or king of the hill or whatever you can't just have shirts you can't just have pennies it doesn't work that way so no matter who you like or dislike it is the way it is so if you're gonna you know make things fair, which I totally understand <laughs> isn't always politics strong suit um, that it you gotta, you know what sometimes you just some, sometimes you just, mm. sometimes you just put down the whistle, you just lie there and take it that's, that's oh, how it is yep um, it, it, you know what, honestly, like it's I think it's pretty I think it's pretty lame to it well it's it's exceptionally lame that you're removing you're removing and like we've all talked about my opinion on voting and I can honestly say that re removing someone's right to vote because of their particular stance on a subject or a person or what have you uh is awful like it's, it's it's disgusting like it it is it's it's bollocks like it, it's not there's there's no way or reason or rhyme or anything the whole the whole fucking system is effectively built on or supposedly built on the fact that you get the majority rule and that's that's like that's what we came up with it's mm -hmm. like that this is so you know what if this doesn't work for you then find another fucking way because removing people is not the right way because those people have just as much a right for a voice of their opinion as any as anybody a everybody has the right everybody should be able to exercise that right whether they want whether they fucking want the you know space lizards to run the country or they they want to vote for the ascended masters if they want that you know what you might disagree with it but they still have the right to say that yeah to vote for them and to speak their piece and that's and that no matter what it is adam goat space lizards 2020 yes yep yes i'm uh i just remember just remember amy winehouse michael jackson they're not dead they ascended their time on earth was done and they went up. I'd be okay with this if this also applies to Alan Rickman. I mean, I don't know about Alan Rickman, but I've been told. Carrie Fisher? That, that, that she's not there apparently either. So I don't know if I'm really like, I don't know if these ascended masters really know what's up if they're not taking Rickman or Fisher. That's yeah, I'm not okay with these these otherworldly beings. Then if <laughs> no, 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 and see, and see why why this why they're lizards. Is see that's what happened. They're mad because that's why they killed off. So the dinosaurs were actually the most intelligent race on this planet, but then they got wiped out, and uh, and now they're you know they're they're mad because you know it got 
the, the dinosaurs got cleansed, the reptilian race got cleansed so that humans could be the new subject on the planet and they were the new like guinea pigs basically this, like go do this a- sounds like a video game this <laughs> does sound like a video game no it's it's mm. a literally a theory oh like I, a, a i'm not surprised theory. and i got oh sure i i mean we know all about the lizard people <laughs> and how they run for office and you know control the entire united states politics <laughs> system and there was a very nice man that educated me <laughs> <laughs> wait on, on all of this <laughs> Well, these people exist in Canada. Definitely. They exist definitely. everywhere. Yeah. Um. And you know what? It's, it's. I I do believe I do believe I use the term, but you were such a nice man. <laughs> and I and I think you know what? There's there's nothing wrong with with people that have different opinions. Absolutely not. Uh, and obviously, I say that jokingly because that is a counterpoint to the the big point I just made. But um. Just just remember <laughs> that even if you believe in that, you still have the right to say so and vote for it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, I, I used to... I had a classmate in college that he was such a good programmer. Like, real smart, like, person. And I remember one point sitting in class, or sitting in the classroom after class, and... He got to talking about how fossils were all cross-referenced on each other and how like fossils were actually only like five to 6,000 years old. And the entire thing is a lark and, you know, they're just lying to us about, you know, he, how these, he was like born again. He's, Christian, he's wasn't a he? creationist. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was a fun conversation. It's just, it's just upsetting the fact that like, and you know, truth be told, either that classmate, the gentleman I spoke and, with, I really but, don't know if any of them are right or wrong, but I all mean, I know is I can, that I can guess with a lot of certainty as to you know who I should be believing, and it's not gospel. It just basically, period. Um, but like, I just remember looking at him like you were, you are so smart. What happened? You, you know what the you know what the problem is that I found, especially speaking with this guy, because he made a lot of very solid points. Like he's definitely done his research, definitely done his research. Like I've, it was in depth. See, one of one of my favorite podcasts for conspiracies is Last Podcast on the Left. That's a good one, actually. And a very was, very. Good I was one. listening to their podcast on Flat Earth, and <laughs> their statement: "It's so logical, it's stupid." Because you get people with some seemingly very solid and logical arguments. No, no, no. But that's but that's the the point is the lo- there's logic there. A lot of stuff starts tying in together, and you're like, wow, you know. And it's very convincing. Every single religion, theory, ideal, everything does this exact same thing. Where what they do is they've got. A lot of solid groundwork done, a lot of fact, a lot of logic, and then they run with it. Yeah, they skip over one or two important They load details. it into a cannon, it, they shoot it into space. It hits, it hits a point, and it always does with everything. It hits a point, and then they go, 
and then they're they're like they're like the up at the podium speaking speaking addressing addressing a group of very very learned people they're talking with scientists they're talking with you know uh like like all, all these philosophers and, yeah like like all these people and then they go and then they're running naked through the streets screaming help like they just there's no uh, fucking there's no fucking like it goes from zero to crazy the, immediately the, yeah. the other kind of amusing thing about conspiracies is how many times it just ends up like you 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 listen to it all and you're like okay 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 and then they finally get to that point where they're like so about the jews and they're like oh it, like but, so yeah, many well, of them and <laughs> in anti-semitism or straight up like nazi germany like conspiracy it's, theories it sucks because it discounts everything they just work so hard yeah. explaining to you you're just like wow this this person knows what's up and then you're just like oh Oh, oh, there no, it is. Never oh, mind. There they go. And they're just like, bye. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, great. The you one did. the one that I got hooped into for a long time with it, and, and again, it goes to less crazy extent, except for some of the really good fringe ones, was 9-11. Yeah. Right? Mm. Which, again, I keep having to remind myself that for some of our listeners, this is not a thing you guys grew up... Like, it already happened by the time you were forming coherent memories. But... Anyway, um, and so right, the whole right, the long story of the whole you know nine eleven was an inside job or it was a false flag operation, et cetera, right? Or and, it never happened. Uh, well, the never happened. That, those are crazy. Because I'm sorry, uh, I you mean, go go sure. watch a movie from sure, the nineties. The two towers are there. Sure, it's and crazy, they ain't but anymore. that conspiracy theory exists too. Yeah, that one. That one I don't. Anyway, right. But the whole the the. the I was at least going with some of the more grounded ones where it was legitimately like you know, <laughs> they knew about it. They let it happen or they 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 made it so, you know, it would be worse than it actually possibly could have been. Right. Shit like, you know, if you actually watch the two towers collapse, buildings don't fall down like that. If they've been hit with an object, that's like one of the biggest you know, central things. So unless the two towers had a self-destruct system built into them to prevent them from falling on the rest of New York, which to me actually as an engineer would kind of make a lot of sense. You're like, I'm going to build this enormous 110 story building in the middle of one of the most populated places in the United States. I really hope well, I built this building right. See, for stuff like that, you get to ask simple questions to answer it, right? Mm -hmm. The two towers, were they in a place that earthquake ha earthquakes happen? No. No? Then they probably didn't think about it. Exactly. Yeah, because so, that's, a, that's a big, big factor, right? right? Like, yeah. If they are made in a place where earthquakes happen, well, they thought about it because they need to make sure that if it does fall down, it falls down the right way. It exactly. falls down. Yeah, not straight down, to the side. and that's yeah. it. Beep. Anyway, so that that's always one of the root sort of things. And the again, same thing. The majority of the, like, you, you have people coming on with solid facts, like, hey, look at these, like, thousand other videos of controlled demolitions and compare the, look at, here's these videos of flashes of charges going down the two towers before, right? Like, all these things, and they point at this. It's like, here's the melting temperature of the steel used in the two towers, and here's the maximum temperature that jet fuel burns at, and the temperature, like, you know, steel melts way higher than that fire would have ever gotten to, and all this kind of crazy stuff. Well, like, can we just talk about, like, the actual, like, destruction of the integrity of these steel beams as they get hot to a point where they can no longer support the load they've been designed to handle yeah. well and that's I the mean, thing like, right is very simple arguments it, rip exactly, these things apart right and so one of my other like hilarity bits of hilarity about it is like all right hang on you think that the bush government a government that was 
up until 9-11, lauded as one of the most, like, casual, ridiculous, probably, if not inept, but just kind of, yep, they're taking over the country in a really good state government. It's like, uh, all they have to do is just keep their hands on cruise control kind of thing. I'm going to say it right now, though. I am totally down with lizard people. I'm okay with lizard people. I'm at a point where I do believe that they might exist and that it most definitely, if they do, has infiltrated the United States government. And I don't think Trump is one because he's just too human to be a lizard person. But he could be a decoy. I would believe decoy more than a lot of things at this point. I feel like Trump is a Russian decoy, not an American one. Not a lizard people one. Honestly, all I'm going to say is maybe, that Maybe I... Russia's fighting against the lizard people. It could be. They've it. been trying to save us this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I would say is I implore all of our listeners to go and watch, go and watch Zeitgeist. It's, uh, it's actually like, I, I don't want you, I don't want you to, you know, maybe you, you'll know when it happens. When you're watching Zeitgeist, you'll know when that point happens where you're just like wow this guy's making a lot of good points oh oh no, oh there nope yeah wh- okay he's gone it's <laughs> yeah and you'll know exactly when it happens because you're just like wow all these facts wow exactly like a lot of the stuff that car's talking about he actually covers everything and you're just like this is amazing you're just like this is so eye-opening like, and of then course it like, was an inside jo- oh and then you're like wait wait there nope he's gone and that that's how it, but it honestly it makes you th- it makes you think and it makes you think differently and i thought it was it was pretty it, cool oh yeah. it's pretty um, fun to to dig deep in conspiracy theories because <clears throat> they are so interesting and they really are trying to think outside the box and like i you know funny enough they're doing it to think for themselves in a way oh yeah well but they're we, so batshit crazy well we said before like one of our frustrations is when you only get your news from a single source it's really easy to miss some of the biases and things like that so you know conspiracy theory stuff that just takes it up to another notch where it's like all right i'm gonna dig into all of the possibilities of all of the raw facts we do know and uh, and it's a lot of it's self-referential material, so it it just ends up going in circles, leading nowhere well, until they feedback loop. And the the big problem with any conspiracy theory is they always they always contain one significant jump of logic of logic. Oh yeah, yeah. And that jump of logic is the cornerstone of every argument. Yeah. And the the number of like because there are researchers that take their work and themselves seriously. As opposed to the other people that aren't any kind of authority figure, but pretend to be, and then also are just batshit insane. But Roland, yeah. aliens. <laughs> oh sure, we, we've we've been running along on the conspiracy theory thing for a bit, which is not where we started. I um, mean, it's less depressing than what my actual story was. So honestly, yeah. I'm okay with I, it. I like talking about conspiracy theories a lot more than I like. Talking about politics or voter suppression, but yeah, basically, yeah, or voter fraud. Just go back really quick. Register to vote. God damn it! Midterms oh. are coming up, and just because I saw it on Twitter recently, um, it, I I think better of our listeners, but don't take selfies with your voting ballot. Oh fuck! Yeah, don't do that. Don't Lol. do that. Don't do that. Yeah, the, it, the selfie thing is that's, getting that's out of control. Actually, illegal. Just 
Is uh, it apparently, it is. It's, apparently, it's not illegal in a lot of states. It is in Canada. At least a lot more than I figured. Yeah, just don't do it. It's actually illegal to take any picture inside of a like the so. For instance, where you know how they always have the votes in like a school gym or whatever. Yeah. The moment you cross into that gym, it is illegal to take a picture in Canada. Oh, that's fair. Cool. I get it. I yeah. mean, I mean, just yeah. don't, just don't do it. Yeah, just don't, don't do it. It's, you're, it's trashy. You're, vo- you're voting. It's yeah. It is really trashy. I mean, t- go to that nice Italian place and take a selfie with your pasta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, take a just picture, take of, a your picture dinner, of food. Hey, go hug your family or something. Like, do just do something else. Last election, I absolutely did take a selfie of because they actually had like a little voting booth or a picture booth just outside of the the gym there with. Like the little I voted stickers and everything, and I absolutely okay. did that. Wall, but sure, that's that's fine. It should be. It was like, actually adorable. I thought, but you're such yeah. a social media slut, uh, Adam. Me. You had a thing, right? I did have a thing. Because I think what we'll do is we'll do your thing, then we'll do email, and then we'll go home. So uh, we, it's kind of uh, you kind of uh, warmed it up for me there, Car, because we're now talking about the courts again and law. Um, for my particular story. So, who knows? Me. You probably do, actually. So, who uh, knows? I mean, I probably don't. Who CD Projekt Red is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, no. What? CD, what? CD Projekt Red is the, uh, is the development company of a wonderful, oh, I know this story. wonderful series the of Witcher. games called The Witcher. Oh, okay. That were written... By a Swedish man or a Polish, Polish. man, yeah, uh, and um, the original stories the game is based on. Yeah, yes. so um, and uh, this friendly fellow lately, uh, since now uh, The Witcher is now getting its uh, very own show on Netflix. It's been heard. announced, oh, really, mm-hmm. um, and oh, the. Who's... Game series. So the the third one, like the first two did well. They were okay, yep. They they, they did well. But the third Um, one. But the third one has basically like shattered any kind of idea they ever had of kind of what was like projection that they could have had for the third game. Because the first and second... Because the first and second uh, game were now the story... The story of the Witcher series is is undeniably like very it's it's amazing it's a it's a wonderful work of fantasy mm-hmm. it's absolutely incredible it's like However, the fantasy version of Mass Effect it's story uh, caliber basic basically yeah um, but the the mechanics I purely <laughs> read the story of the first game and the second game. So I did not have to play the first game. Yeah. I did play a bit of the first one and the second one, but I refused with the world's worst combat system ever cre- ever created, ever. Witcher 1... <laughs> ever. Was, it was very much... It was more built like a, an MMO. It, it was just not good. No. Witcher 2 was pretty good. They, they made some, it There were some quirks. They made it better, but Three. it was still... But three, three is three is amazing. So because I love, I love see, funny thing is, uh, I've been watching a friend of mine play Witcher Three. Like I've never actually really played it, but I have assimilated Gwent. I will play. 
because <laughs> I'll, I'll play with the buddy. He, yeah. He's not very good. Oh, at, he's I hate not Gwen very good at so Gwen. much. And so he's like, I can't win. I'm like, here, oh. pass me the controller. I, I am, will. I am I incapable Gwen. of playing card uh, TCGs. Oh man, I uh, love. <laughs> no, I love Gwen. It's Fuck. so good. You can Sorry. actually buy Gwen. Yes. You can oh yeah. Buy, which is which I would absolutely be in, but mm-hmm. I mean. I play a game or two, and then I just get destroyed. And then I'm just like, I'm going to go quest. You, yeah. like, I'm going to go hit like, things with sword. Would it's you like, like to play magic Gwent? meets... I, mean, um, I, I do... Triple triad. Witcher 3 does so much good stuff when it like it comes to their dialogue, their right. actual interactions with characters. Like, your ability to quest and then just play anybody at a game of Gwent anytime is pretty pretty fantastic. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing game. <clears throat> But apparently being amazing has been its downfall because oh, no. uh, the author of oh, the books no. that that is now that is the game is based off of. Um, I'll probably butcher his name, so I apologize. But Anders Edge Sapkowski, who is the good. author, um, has demanded $16.1 million in royalties for the Witcher series. Sorry, 1-6 or 6-0? Huh? 1-6. million million. Now, when CD Projekt Red originally found the series and were like, we need to make a game of this because this is amazing, they approached Sepkowski and told him, you get one of two options. You get a one-time payment, or you can have royalties yeah. just in case it takes off. Oh, don't tell me he, he took, took the, the one-time time payment. And Sepkowski said, this is going to tank hard. I don't want any part of it. Apparently, he called it bullshit or something mm-hmm. along those lines. But he totally was like, you're crazy. Do whatever. And apparently, it was like... He settled uh, for like five grand. Like it was very. Yeah, the number I saw was like ninety four, ninety four hundred dollars U.S. Yeah, it was <sighs> very small. Which, which for a one time payment for a license to a game you are assuming is going to fail. I mean, it's not awful. Ten grand I mean, is if ten it, grand, if it, right? Yeah, if it did fail horribly, he wouldn't have right. had an issue. Of course, um, it didn't fail. Man, it exploded. That is, he gambled and he and lost. He lost. Uh, Sorry, so, Jobkowski. And yeah. so, hey, so, so, so finish the rest of the story. So, what's going on then? So, so, Sapkowski in the 2000s, he sold the license to C- CD Projekt Red. Yep. So, it wasn't even just like signed a paper. Yeah, you could. No, sold the license for a one time fee. They were, he was asked. They <laughs> even suggested apparently the, the royalties because they're like, I don't know. It could go. It could go. It's no different than the actor that played uh, Obi Wan. He, they were going to give him. I can't remember who the actor is. Uh, but do you mean Alec Guinness, or do you like, or do you mean? Um... No, no, the original actor. Yeah, Alec, Alec Guinness. Guinness. Yeah, yeah. So, and and Alec Guinness, he was smart enough to say they because they offered him a one time payment, and he took royalties, and he took a portion, a percentage, of sales, and he. Clearly, Cleaned his family up. is, but but again, they thought it. They they were con- they were convinced that Star Wars was supposed to be a flop, and it clearly was not. <laughs> um, and the same thing happened. A very similar thing happened here. But he was offered. He sold. He sold the uh, the license to it, and now 
he was like, and now he's like, oh, he, he goes on record saying, I was stupid enough to sell them rights to the whole bunch. He said, they offered me a percentage of their profits. I said, no, there will, no be, there, there will be no profit. Give me all my money right now. The whole amount. It was stupid. Okay. Okay. So, and and if I was them, we're done here. I would like give them a million dollars as a "we're sorry you feel that way" sort of payment. Yeah. And then tell them to go talk to my lawyer. I mean, I feel for the guy, but I have no sympathy. This, this is the shitty part, because this, this law should never exist. But his lawyers told CD Projekt Red that Polish copyright laws, specifically Article Forty Four. Prove that the author is owed royalties based on the fact that the video game series outperformed expectations. Now, that does exist, and there are American versions of that clause. And so contracts tend to have to be signed very carefully. The thing is, though, CD Projekt Red is a Polish company. Well, then they're doubly held to this. Well, and then it's like, in turn, the original amount Sapkowski was paid for the license is no longer sufficient under the law, according to his lawyers, though. Yeah. But... I don't know though. Well, but... it'll have to go to court. Oh, absolutely. Probably. But I, he's just like. So in, I guess in 2017, um, Witcher Three sold 33 million copies. Mm-hmm. So like you can imagine that you can imagine kind of like because from let let me just say that the book sales are not going to get anywhere close to that. No. Um, Regardless of if, if it's an amazing series, but yeah, and I know people that have gone back and that have gone and read mm-hmm. The Witcher. The problem is, in part, is that The Witcher was originally written in Polish, and so you can translate it to English all you want, but all you want, but right, just like Shakespeare and the original Klingon, it loses some of its meaning. Um, this this smells <laughs> like settling out of court, really. I mean, it, it's going to go one of two ways, right? <laughs> if it goes to court, CD Projekt Red is going to have to make basically a judgment, right? If he doesn't back down or isn't willing to talk about, you know, uh, a backlog of royalty or something like that, um, going to court will have a cost. Paying him out will have a cost. He's already said it. $16 million whatever dollars. $16.1 yeah. million. And they yeah. may be able to haggle it down or whatever. Well, and to be fair, $16 million for a game that's already sold mm-hmm. millions and millions of copies... Yeah, it's it seemed, continuing to... It's it seems low based on the success of the Witcher series. But the fact that there's a TV show coming and stuff, it's not like the popularity is going to die. And see, part of me thinks that... And so I was just looking, so it's... it's And it's not like the Witcher series is small potatoes either. I mean, they've got um, Henry Cavill playing Geralt. Yeah. Um, and so... No, it's not going to be a bit part, but it's still... No. You know, Personally, though, I think... So CD Projekt Red is one of the, like, all this news and all this bullshit and microtransactions and garbage and stuff like that the gaming industry has been dealing with and the um, and then the supporters of said gaming industry are dealing with now um, with all these, you know, with all the, the bullshit and everything going on. Um, like, CD Projekt Red really, like, truly seems to care about its gamers. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. really sucks that because somebody didn't think long term fi- made a poor choice yeah fi- mm. yeah made a poor choice but you live with that yeah. it's it's no different you know what it sucks if you're waiting in line at say you're waiting in line at the gas station and you're like you you get to the you get to the counter at the same time and you go you know what you go ahead of me 
and they buy the winning lottery ticket and win the lottery, that blows. But you made a poor judgment call. But that's well, just no the way. way. No. Yeah, that, that's the way. And see, he had no way to know. And there should not be a law that reinforces this kind of behavior. Because I'm sorry, but you made your choice. And I don't well, agree. Maybe it, in some situations it is the it, reason it's protection. It's, but the reason it's there is actually to protect people like this guy. Mm-hmm. Because like, what has happened in the past is uh, stuff has been taken to make movies, TV shows, books, whatever. Yeah. With tiny little pittances. Yeah. Right. Oh, we'll pay definitely. you a hundred dollars for your novel. Turns out that novel was Harry Potter kind of situation. Yeah. Right. And then the author has no recourse. No, and and I understand, like, I understand the point of protection, but I think in this way, it's being misused. He refused. The problem is you can't, there's no way to differentiate, right? Um, Because as far as he could tell, it wasn't going to perform, and it did. Yeah. Now, and back when, back when Witcher 1 came out, that was around 2006, 7, I want to say, around there. A little after that. The gaming industry was not nearly as big as it is now. Um I mean, again, Witcher One was a successful game, but it wasn't the blo- it wasn't a blockbuster like two or three was. Um, um, like, kind of a big point of contention as like a an author or writer as this person is that like you really don't want to give away your royalties to your stories because they basically are your lifeblood. They're how mm-hmm. you make money. Selling the licensing to your entire intellectual property, like Witcher. You know, which at this point is a full se- like book series. Like, why you wouldn't want to keep? Yeah, like why you wouldn't want to keep your licensing to that intellectual property is so, kind of beyond me. Yeah, you the really thing, shouldn't have. The thing I don't understand that. is okay. Yeah, you take your lump sum. Cool. If you'd taken your royalties and there was no profit, the thing is, I'm trying to figure out what the guy would have been out of because it's not like he had to pay CD Projekt Red to get started. And I'm just well, trying to figure out the logic other than just the, hey, it's a quick $10,000. Yeah, that's, I'm kind of thinking that he just put the cart before the horse. He's like, I want my money because he, he I said, think it's going to fail. He said, yeah. I want my money right now because I'm not waiting. He's like, I don't want to wait to watch this fail and get nothing. Yeah. And, and I get his, there's, there's a point to where I understand this royally blows but, for him. But, mm-hmm. put it this, but put it this way. Give somebody, give somebody a dollar. But, and tell it and say, you can go put this dollar in that slot machine. You might hit the jackpot, or I could give like, you $500 right now, and you don't have to chance it. And that's exactly where his head was at. He was yeah. like, I'm not taking that dollar and putting See, it in that. It's similar to, like, if I were to try to sue Apple because I didn't buy stock when it was relevant. <laughs> not quite, right? It, not, the, I'm the, the big thing here that I think... Here, but, is important is that when we have these laws that are built for protection of the creator, which is important, absolutely, people get fucked all the time, especially by the mega corps yep. who make a uh, job out of this. Um, there needs to be a, a uh, not a statute of limitations, but like a, a set amount, yes. right? You can't come up with the number yourself. That right? and that was the part that annoyed me is that he set the yeah. he set the amount, and uh. CD Project Red should have been like, tell you what. Here's this. Yeah, and that's that should be get. how they respond. Absolutely, yeah. but, it should be. Yeah, like it's, it's it's when this guy who is like, you know, I don't think this is going to do anything. If it had made like twenty grand, or like, huh, say let's say a hundred grand for like the Witcher series, yeah, um, whatever reasonable profit for that is, like, 
that's a diff like there is now a difference of millions literal millions of dollars mm -hmm. and i do think there's a point to where he has some kind of recourse for going well guys like cut me some slack here like because this this happens this is to... still what i created that is now so popular uh, who was it oh it was um the creator of the last unicorn went through something like this because he sold his book to be made into the film. Yeah. Uh, it got made into a film, given all this music and stuff, and outperformed madly. And he got told he got nothing. And when he tried to take his book on tour to read it to kids, he got told to fuck off and was told he can't. See, and that's, and that's awful. And, and that's the and, other side of the coin, right? And, yeah. and, I get, and I get using that stuff for protection, but then people... But people misuse which it is... like which i don't think is fair like if if he you know what and i don't know if it happened or not but i would have respected more if rather than rather than send cd project red a letter saying by the way you owe me all of this mm -hmm. would you like a chance to make amends by <laughs> yeah if he yeah and like all like matter of factly like bullshit yeah. right like hey you owe me like, that, that's see it, it's a it's a matter of decorum Right. Yeah, he should have gone and been like, hey, look, I made a mistake. Yeah. How can we work together better in the future? And I yeah. think that and would be if he personally approached them and would well, have like, said, listen, I know I sold you the rights, but this this is my life's work. And I think if he made that similar argument that you <clears throat> that you reinforced, Roland, that if he said, hey, I spent a lot of my life writing this series. It was very important to well, me, and, and I'm glad that it's brought you success. But I would also like to be part of that success. It's so it's if such you could a give me. It's such a grand opportunity for him to be like, well, now that we are so, now that this is so successful, can I? What about a business partnership? The, yeah. yeah, can I? Help why don't further this Why series? don't we expand this? Like we've done this together already. Yeah. Does the article make any mention about whether he had already tried to settle this privately? No. Okay. So it could have happened, and like, I just forget to part it, or he could the, have just gone right to eleven, right, right to the the conspiracy the, theory jump of logic. The but guy. Was, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say because so. So CD Projekt Red, again, especially nowadays right, with what you were saying, Vox, about, um, you know, again, mega corporations make it their lives work to fuck over as many people as possible. We've talked before about how, like, with things like EA and Ubisoft and everything like that, CD Projekt Red has proven in their business practice before that their first concern is making a very good game, a very good product, right? Witcher 3 was delayed by almost a year because they blatantly said, yeah, we're not ready to release it yet. They have, among all of the big studios and all the AAA titles, they drop their prices the fastest uh, after a release. Their their DLC, when they release it, is like old school, like early 2000s, full expansion pack DLC. Like, uh, was it Blood and Stone was like an extra 40 hours of content. Yeah, um, parts, not yeah like Blood Hunt was like another freaking 20 something hours of content. Um they have frequently put their games up on sale. Like anytime Steam is doing one of their sales, they put their games like 90% off. It's nuts compared to so many other games. Like, I mean, like uh, Battlefront 2 or whatever it is, right? It's still selling for like $70, right? And that, that's been out for almost a year now. Stuff like that. So if this guy had gone to CD Projekt Red and exactly had done the, hey, I fucked up. I'm mad enough to admit that. Can Let's maybe renegotiate a little bit. They probably would have been willing to entertain him. They they seem like if a if a company has that kind of business practice, I'd like to imagine that. And maybe I'm totally wrong, 
but I'd like to imagine that if somebody approached them and was basically like the the beginning the beginning step of their you know amazing success i do not foresee i i would not foresee them saying you know get off get off my lawn mm-hmm. like i very much would would see them wanting a partnership or saying definitely cuz he was like yes arguably he was a stepping stone to that company's oh, absolutely. success and no i'm not just biased because a friend of mine works for them um but uh yes uh very much so he's uh he's a pretty big deal in the company Neat. um hmm. but uh honestly though like um i'd like to hear his like what's going on there i mean he may not be well. able to talk about it either definitely not but it would be an interesting thing but mm. it's just i i just feel as though that it just like, sucks that a company that's trying to do something right so instead of trying to sue like the megacorps you know, for pulling kind of bullshit and stuff like that. It's like, let's go after this. I don't know. They seem like the the local mom and pop shop of video game companies. I mean, they, they're like, they, they're they, a pretty big. Uh, but you know yes, what I mean. I, I know they, what you mean. Their their morals seem like. I, I just hope that he learns from now on that he should keep his licensing. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And, and I'm sure he's getting licensing from Netflix and not a lump sum. Because like that, um, that's exactly he won't be how involved. You... He sold his license. Yeah. Right. That's it's, just it. When you sell yeah. the license to a it, thing, yeah, you're selling all partisan use that, of it. That's exactly yeah. how you let stuff like the last unicorn dude like how yeah, stuff like that's happens. how that gets fucked. Yeah. You sell your licensing to a point where the company gets to go. You can't yeah. the, produce your own work outside of what we tell you to. The key thing is always keep a finger on it, right? Mm-hmm. Never give it all away because you think it's worthless. You, you want to keep a majority share of basically well, everything. You know what? This this is is exactly what happened with Meatloaf and Jim Steinman. Because Jim Steinman wrote all of those songs. Meatloaf made them popular. Mm-hmm. And Jim Steinman was upset because he did get fucked. But he also... He wrote the songs. Absolutely, he did get his part, but he didn't get enough big, like a big enough piece of the pie. He and wouldn't he do was, that. And he exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> right, and it it's funny because right, if this had been the guy had gone to CD Projekt Red saying, "Hey, we need to renegotiate. You guys outperformed. I don't want to have to, you know, take this to court." Blah blah blah. And CD Projekt Red had told him to get fucked. I get it. This would be a different conversation. And that's why I was asking if it had made any mention of he'd already tried to do it privately. Evidently, that was the first contact of you owe me. Yeah, he's a a bit of a douche overall. I just, you know what? Go. you, You don't get to say this is what's owed to me when you made the deal. This is, this is like, it's kind of, in me, it's like reverse Robin Hooding. It's like, let's. They're not poor by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like going after going after the ones that are doing good, like doing the good in the world just seems it's it a little low backwards, yeah. like mm. because you're because you're a crotchety old man that you're like, I made a stupid mistake and I didn't, you know, it's it's no different than people that didn't patent things mm-hmm. when they're oh, just man. like, oh, I forgot to patent that. Well. Sadly, it's big now, and if maybe if you talk to them nice, that person that actually patented it and actually you know went forward and did it 
maybe maybe they'll give you something for the idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't technically didn't steal the idea, but they took it like they did a similar thing. The argument's there. But when you sell the license to something, it's that, gone. Like, yeah. you, you need to understand. Once you say, I, you can use this, they're, you, they're you going to use it. You don't throw something off the cliff and then go, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. Yeah. It's well, gone. Well, how many actors and actresses have started doing like a Burger King commercial? In the like <laughs> in the eighties, and then their their parents didn't drop them off at the Burger King commercial, going, you know what? One day you're gonna make twenty million or fifty million or however many millions a movie. Like you're gonna definitely be doing movies when you get older. Now that's like that's the dream for sure. Mm-hmm. But like that is not, you know, that's not the initial like. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is definitely gonna happen. You take a chance, and it's a gamble, and you. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you go in the casino. You make. You walk out with five hundred. Sometimes you walk out negative five hundred. Mm-hmm. So you you sort of gotta you know deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the way it is. So, I'm trying to figure out how to work a Witcher themed beating a dead horse joke in here, but I lost it. So don't, emails. Don't, don't be Roach. No. No. Ooh. Don't. No Roach. Roach is Roach. Roach is good horse. Roach horse is good horse. <laughs> right. Emails. How about we finish up with some email and then we can go home and be not awake anymore. Deal. Mm-hmm. Someone read the email. I'm I a- I this one from Sketchy Gannett. Le- uh, titled Plus Update. I'm concerned you aren't lo- uploading the podcast feed to prevent me from emailing, so I did it anyways. Good. It's Question working. for the Speaking cast. of those jumps of logic. Uh, what is the single best spoken line from a movie that you have seen? My two candidates are probably not the bees and <laughs> Snow Dad is better than No Dad. I like that one. Skind Sket E.T. Yeah, it, it's been like it's obscured. Been, it's been reduct, uh, redacted. redacted. Best spoken line from a movie that I've seen? You're assuming I remember the lines from movies more than 10, 15 minutes after the movie is over? I mean, I'm trying to think. I need a minute. Just give me just a moment. But uh, I'm like. You know what the sad part is? I spend 23 hours a day reciting movie lines. And now that I'm put on the spot, (laughs) I can't remember. It's it's like, yeah, it's like what? The like what condition? I mean, I tend to go with Star Wars lines just because they're such a part of my childhood. But I don't know which one I would consider the best. I mean, are we? That's a. I guess I part mean, of the question would be: Are we talking about like? Does it have to be like a single, like a one-liner, or can we pull like a monologue kind of thing? I'd say the one-liner. It is says what sing, it, single best spoken line. Yeah, spoken line. So I see. The problem is, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I've, I think I've got mine then. So, like, my single, one of my single favorites, just because it also makes just the whole scene. Princess Bride, the sword fight between Inigo and uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. I, not, I know something you do not know. I am not left-handed. <laughs> that's a pretty good one, actually. I think that is my, that's probably one of my all-time favorites. And I have definitely, uh, I mean, unquoted it, because I'm actually left-handed, not right-handed, but yes. So yeah, I, th- I think that I'll, I'll go with that one. 
I'm trying also to, a fantastic uh, movie if anyone if you haven't seen it. I'm, this is me just filling the dead air while you guys are all thinking. Princess Princess Bride is a good one. Princess Bride uh, is uh, solid. Prin- Princess Bride is always good. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I can't. I can't think of one. I'm trying to remember what like my favorite movie is even supposed to be. <laughs> when you're put on the spot, it's tough. Uh, I would say, I would say, I wouldn't say the best, but one that I, one that definitely got a good laugh was from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, and it's a, it's. I guess it's not technically a single line, but it's the. It's the part of the movie where the assassin tries to shoot Robin and Blinken, the blind, <laughs> you know, I the blind you... Merriman, uh, snatches the, the crossbow bolt out of the air before it hits him. And that... he says, Blinken, how did you how did you do that? He said, I heard that from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is such a classic scene in that movie. One of the most like, I think oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody saw that coming. Like that's they were just like, what's gonna happen in the scene? Like it was very can, like. Can I also uh, point out that it's very funny that both of the movies thus far have contained Carrie Elways. Yes, Shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's 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 a good guy. Yes. <laughs> one one line that I've always kind of appreciated was uh, Cloud Atlas, uh, and it's I, I think it's the weak are meat and the strong will eat. That's a good one too. That's a I good like line. That. What about you, Vox? No, I, I don't think I know of a good one. Now, if we're going for like really well performed line, few good men, you can't handle the truth. It's over, uh, Anakin. Scene... I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's memed to shit. I am the Senate. I'm trying to remember the one from <laughs> Unfortunate Events now, but I can't remember what it is. I I still like that. I still like that. <laughs> they always said you are what you eat, and then it's just Palpatine, and he's like, "I am the Senate." <laughs> Somebody's like, "You ate the Senate." Uh, but uh, uh, what the fuck is the quote? There's, uh, like, tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a real, like, I'm gonna get maybe, maybe the single best one or a decent one. When not on the spot, I'm gonna think of a decent one, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll uh, mention it next, next week. Yep, that's everyone's uh, homework. So this isn't from a movie, it's from a TV series, and it's said a few times, but um, it's it fits the series really well. So if you haven't seen a series of unfortunate events, it's a bit of a campy show about three kids basically being miserable every single moment of their lives after their parents are killed in a mysterious fire. Um, Is this and- the one with Neil Patrick Harris? Like yes. the, the new the newer series. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've watched a couple seasons of that <laughs> and it's been amazing. It is, but I also had to stop. <laughs> yeah. So the the line is spoken by a variety of people and sort of used as a not quite a beacon of people who are looking out for good people, but the line goes thusly. It's uh, in a world of in a world too often governed by corruption and arrogance, it can be difficult to stay true to one's philosophical and literary principles. <laughs> and I don't know if it's from the book, but it's a perfectly good line. That mm-hmm. that is a fantastic and line. I love and literary principles. That's and the it's spoken originally by a librarian, so that's pretty good. It, though. it makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next email? Done. I mm-hmm. can read this. Sounds one. of the Lambs has some good ones. Oh, yeah. No. Anthony Hopkins. Mm. Hello, clever nicknames for fursona species. Do any of you here 
No. Do any of you have favorite fictional dragons aside from friends for Sonas? Um, uh, very specific. I I do. I I have one, maybe two in particular. I mean, there's always Toothless. That that Toothless is a fictional is dragon. Fucking adorable. Um, Toothless is pretty great. I mean, Toothless. For me, the the two dragons that inspired my original sort of moving into this thing fandom. Um, was Smaug from The Hobbit. And this would have been before the movies and stuff. He's always been a dragon I've enjoyed. And the second is um, the dragon I stole my character's name from, which is from a novel series by Graham Edwards. Um, yeah, it's a dragon named Vox. Hmm. Um, I would also say Smaug, because it's Smaug. Smaug is best dragon. The truth, absolute truth. And you know what? I would say for a second one, either Puff or Dudley. Because that that's just that's just good nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody watched Dudley the Dragon, but he tell you some pretty good things. It was pretty pretty wholesome and obviously Puff the Magic Dragon was also Puff the Magic Dragon. Both both oh. extraordinarily wholesome dragons. Good Dargots. Much much more yeah. wholesome than um what is it, George and his dragon? Pete, Pete. Oh, yeah. Pete, Pete and his dragon. Yeah. That's a terrible movie. <laughs> Don't even do it. Um, or, you know, there's also the, I can't remember the, his name, uh, the the dragon from Dragonheart, who taught Draco? actually. I was going to mention that dragon because he is one of, like, my first childhood dragons. Yeah. I, I thought it was just a um, cool, like, again, I've, I've actually, teaching. Did, I, was, I was already thinking Draco. I was also actually thinking of the, whose name is escaping me, and I feel awful, but the wish dragon from... Falcor. Uh, Falcor. Falcor, thank you. Yeah. Oh, the Luck Dragon. Luck Dragon, sorry. Yeah. Um, actually, I have some other... But you both knew what I meant, so... Yes. Some <laughs> other dragons here. Um, the ones from Avatar The Last Airbender. You've got me. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find the name here. Did you know, by the way, there are four Dragonheart movies? Yes. What? Not two. No, there aren't. But there are four of them. I Three refuse. of them are straight to DVD, just like there is The two. second one wasn't the worst. It's not good. But it wasn't the worst. It kind of enters in that there's only actually three, one, maybe two from Dust Till Dawn movies. And there's only three Indiana <laughs> yes. Jones movies. And no TV series. Yes, officially. Oh. Where yeah. Fez is the... That's still weird. Because, yeah, yeah you, can't, a, you can't do that many years of that 70s show and expect the, to... The, the, the two dragons in The Last Airbender, the original Firebenders, are uh, Ran and Shaw. I, are two two dragons that were pretty pretty. Was badass. this before or after the Fire Nation attacked? Oh, this is that's the only thing I know about Avatar. I'm sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> see, the Fire Nation attacked a hundred years before the actual story happened, which is why you should you know, which is why you should go watch it. It's a great great. Series. I, I'm actually, I, I, I have heard it's an awful yeah. movie. I what, have heard the actual series is pretty solid. Movie? People keep, <laughs> yes. people keep talking about this movie, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I mean, James Cameron did not do The Last Airbender. He made his own fake Avatar movie. Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't know of any other movie in existence that you could possibly be talking about. You, you, can, always tell, you can always tell something is crap when anybody that knows about a thing totally discounts 
a thing that the, the that, Earth that, King has invited you to Lake Laogai. That is that is so so the what Avatar anybody who watches will actually know what I'm well, talking the, about. The what Avatar movie is actually the line I've heard by anybody that's a fan of Avatar. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it, it is universally acknowledged. That there is fair, no movie. It's universally acknowledged to be disacknowledged. It's yes. also it's why also... everybody's so terrified for the new Avatar live action that's coming out to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's also the line you're going to hear from any movie critic, though, that they have the same reaction. That usually. was a Shyamalan one, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Oh, my God. <laughs> How... <laughs> Yeah, but she fucked that movie. We, <laughs> oh my bad. god! And I like his work. They like, could have like his. Other they movies. could have literally thrown rocks and water at people, and it would have been better. Um. All right. So the rest of this email, uh, fictional dragons, or uh, I missed that. Uh, also, since you have almost certainly been in the fandom for longer than I, is there anything you miss or are nostalgic for from earlier furry years? Um. See, earlier years, I mean, I missed some of the stuff that yes. used to happen in college. I miss how hopeful I used to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you I can mean, be nostalgic for being younger. Yeah. There, so, there's... Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? And the, this is something that you kind of hear across the board from any old person, regardless of subject, right? It's going to be like, <laughs> what do you miss about the NHL 10 years ago? What do you miss? You, someone's always going to have the rose-colored glasses and something. I think, yeah, the I would say the youthful energy of just being able to, like, again, we've talked about uh, how Tal's house two or three houses ago was kind of like the furry party house of Calgary. Uh, and it would be just, I miss being able to randomly on an evening, it's like, hey, we're going to head over to Tal's. Cool, I'm in. I'm old. Yeah, adulting kind of gets in the way. I miss, yeah, I miss having the energy driving, like, two hours to go somewhere just so that I can hang out for three and then drive back. Yeah, yeah. right. And and that that would seem like a worthwhile exchange back when you were. It was in your a worthwhile exchange back when I was in my early twenties. Yeah. Like, but now I'm just like, fuck it. You mean I have to get ready? And I don't want to leave the house. I I'm not wearing pants. On the flip side, the one of the perks about being older and more wizened is is that what I have money to spend on commissions that uh, oh I don't. isn't just going into credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's I nice. I sure don't um, have that luxury right yeah. now. But even better, I have the wisdom to know that I shouldn't be putting all of my disposable income into buying a whole bunch of furry art. Mm-hmm. Well, because you you now have those things called responsibilities. So with responsibilities, now you're like, okay, well, now it's not all just disposable income. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. There, so... There's a lot of ways also that the furry fandom has only gotten better. Oh, absolutely. Just for the record, because... say any younger furries out there, the fandom is in a better place than it ever was, except maybe the whole Nazi furs thing. But I'm not going to go into that. Well, there's always there's... that side. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bird there's furs. Nazi Americans, the alt-rights or whatever the fuck is going on these days. Like that is a th- that's just a thing. It just happens. But the uh, how the furry community has actually grown over the last like decade two decades is massive and it's a really kind of an accomplishment like oh yeah there's there's so much more to the fandom now there's so much more creativity and like the conventions are bigger and better and they showcase so much more these days that 
There's nothing I really miss about the old days. Yeah. If, if you want to have from being younger, if you want to have an appreciation for honestly how healthy the furry community is actually nowadays, take a look at the um, My Little Pony or the Brony community. That was a community that went absolutely meteoric and then has basically collapsed. Um, a ton of the conventions and everything that, cause I've got one of my friends who's pretty heavy into that community and they went from like, you know, zero to like conventions all over the place. And now so many of those conventions are closing their doors or not hosting again or things like that. Because these people that are running these conventions can see that their numbers are doing the, this they've plateaued and they've, they're closing the conventions on high notes before they end up just yep. being ghost towns and bankrupting four them. people show up and go, uh, Exactly. So if you want evidence of how healthy the furry community is and how awesome it is to be a fur nowadays, that would be my example of glad, be glad this isn't happening. Yeah. All right. And to finish this out then, uh, I tried to think of something more topical, but being American, the political news is getting kind of samey with huge sexual scandal forgotten for a huge domestic political scandal forgotten for a huge racial relations scandal forgotten for uh for the last couple of years sincerely as you yeah it's basically a good summary mm-hmm. i can't wait for canadian politics to be relative rel- relative relevant relevant relative again yeah. okay one more email um did you want to read this one car do you want me to- uh sure why not if you everyone's read one no huh? well those two have read one go red was- you, you your phone sure um, so this next one is from our friend Sir Gall. And just some love. And Sir Gall writes, I'm not good at words, but just wanted to say that you guys are just awesome. Aww. Oh, that's Aww. very nice. Thank you. I've enjoyed almost going back in time with y'all while I listen to all the previous episodes. And I hope for many more episodes to come. Uh, yeah, this is awkward. I can't wait until... Uh, don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do I, I can't wait until the day uh, we realize that new Unfurled is like five to ten years old. Yay! (laughs) Um, Also, I need those original Mm. run episodes. I've only got about 10 of this run uh, left to listen to. My coworker, who has been stuck with me for two weeks, has been forced to listen to hours (laughs) of y'all's older episodes while I drive. I am so sorry, other person. He believes he'll be free of you guys soon. Can't have that happen. P.S. Roland is obviously the cute one of the group. Just saying. Aww. Is this, is this one of those Thank things you, where uh, they're mistaking us for Roland? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Roland, and uh... and I'm Adam. There, there really needs to be an episode where you and I just completely change. I just, I don't understand. We don't sound alike. We don't look alike. We There's don't stream. You're the like, same person. We don't, we don't talk the same. I, we don't look y- the same. Your we opinions don't sound are the same. Uh, I don't know. Our opinions, I think, of the podcast are probably the most similar. I just, everyone's got pretty distinctive voices, and the two of us have had a conversation. So if we're the same person, <laughs> yeah. well, like, who one of I, us is crazy. Who are we having conversations <laughs> with when it's just you and me talking to each other, like right now? This is our local Who do they think is goats, talking yeah. right now? And especially if we talk over each other. Yeah. You know, like at the who same are they really going right? to know who's talking? Exactly. <laughs> Is it me or you? You we, or me? We'll never know. I don't, I don't know. Like when, we, when we're just talking at the All same right, time. All right, listeners, write really in right now. Gonna... Who do you think is talking right now? Me or Adam? It's uh, Or it's, Roland? It's really easy because uh, you clearly can do that dual voice thing and just talk out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. So now that 
So we've got the third person on the cast finishing. So let's just move back to me then. Yes. <laughs> Usually. Sorry. So, so like, I mean, I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth, but I at buffet, I can sure put food in both sides of my mouth. That's for sure. Uh, actually, one of the funnier things I heard um, was at the uh, the company like workcation that we had a couple months ago. Um, my managers uh, told me that. But I brought a plate of food and it was like piled yay high with food. Got the usual reactions that I do when I go to a buffet and the like you eat like you have never eaten before or like do you even or eat at home? Eat since but you're like I haven't in the, the num- last hour. Never before. Uh, I was like, I came from work and I'm to the buffet late and I want to make sure that I get everything I want before <laughs> it closes down. Mm. And that's, that is a totally fair, like, and people always make that same argument where they're like, you know, you can go back, right? And I'm just like, I don't want to. Yes, but that burns <laughs> calories. So therefore. <laughs> well, and not to it, like, it's it's never a conscious decision to like fully load my plate. It's always like, oh, oh that this looks, looks good. Everything looks this good. looks good. Yeah. This, oh my god, everything here looks delicious, and I want a bit of everything. And like, even though I only end up taking like a cup of each thing, it ends up being like sixteen cups of food on a plate. The buffet conundrum is the same conundrum as the grocery store, where when you go hungry, oh. you are oh, going to go yes. in for milk. And come out with a, a five course meal, a hundred and fifty dollar grocery store bill, where you're just like, "What did I buy?" And yep. you kind of get home and you're unpacking it, and you're like, "I never ate this. Why did I get it?" <laughs> and you're just like, "For that one off chance, I might want it." Like suddenly, the fridge makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, you should see my fridge at home now. <laughs> I open it up and I go, "Nope." Not a lot of <laughs> negative space in between that food, that's for sure. It's it's funny, because we open uh, our fridge now, and we're like, oh, we can see all the things in it at the same moth, time. Moths just just flap out of there. Uh, oh, no, it's, it? there's food in there. It's just, it's, you can actually see it all now. Yeah, I have like a... I have like a like a brick of produce where just like there's... <laughs> you can't see fridge. There's just produce. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's a thing? Yeah, everything's just uh, in blocks. With with no fridge parts that you can really see other than the front of the drawers. The uh, only thing I really make sure to keep stocked in my fridge is milk. <clears throat> cream. Always cream. Actually, I've I've been stocking myself with cream and it's really nice. Half and half is a requirement in my fridge. I I yep. mean I almost never got it because I was just positive it would expire in my fridge, but having it is so nice. I like cream in my coffee. I mean I, I do like cream in my coffee. S- Technically stalking yourself, you know, I could just, you know, look through your window and according to our listeners, you'd be stalking yourself because we're the same party. <laughs> was that all the Wait, emails? So or? That's it. We're done. Oh, we are? Yeah. If, if we that's, have that's sex, is that akin to masturbation? Yes. I am not having this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> self Wait, wait. That line from the movie from Fight Club. Self-improvement is masturbation. <laughs> I can't and, argue that. And I can't argue that that days are just a little bit happier. So <laughs> or, or, like, or like you can't argue. Like there's always the Incredibles. 
when everyone's special, no one will be. <laughs> we're, we're all like, we're still talking about masturbation. <laughs> everyone panicked there for a second. Like, like rule 34, what? Like, oh, uh, you know it's out there. I, I don't. Oh, see. no, 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 we know. Like, oh, my God. It's for sure. As far as my own quote, I don't start conversations. I finish them. Because by the time I'm done with them, nobody else wants to talk about it anymore. God. And that's what we love about you. <laughs> <laughs> that that and, Pe- and people unfortunately um, underestimate my oh. ability or want to take things way too far. Oh, my boy. ability to shut this conversation <laughs> fucking down. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like a superpower. I swear to God. Drop the Roland hammer and just like <laughs> yeah, just put the e brake on that old. Okay, <laughs> uh, I need sleep. Someone yeah. closes out. So Agreed. since I'm sitting in Tal's chair, should I? Try and do the thing. Do you know how it goes? I think so. I've listened to it enough. Go. We'll tell you if you're wrong. All right. You're wrong. We would. (laughs) (laughs) You're sleeping on the couch. It's my bed. Can't make me. (laughs) We would like to thank Omari and Scream Fox for the logo and theme music, respectively. Yes. That's correct. Yep. Yes. Um, If you you would like to join in on the conversation throughout the week, of course, you can check out our Telegram channel. Otherwise, all the rest of our contact stuff is on our website, unfurled.net. That is unfurled.net. Including the Telegram chat info. Exactly. Uh, You can also, of course, find our contact form if you uh, just want to send us emails. uh, Or you can email us directly, us at unfurled.net. Net. Oh yes, patron. We would like to, of course, thank all of our wonderful patrons who are going to probably end up having to pay for a new computer because ours fucked the recording this today. No, that's just going to take some digital hammers. It's digital hammers, indeed. Thank you to all of our listeners for listening. To all of our listeners listening. If you were watching us on the stream, which in this particular case you couldn't have been. Please make sure to thank you or to comment, like, and subscribe just <laughs> to keep those numbers up because it makes us look good. And if you were watching on the stream, tell us how. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> My God, well done. Because yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, what like, <laughs> we're, we're going to we're gonna do that old lady thing and put that piece of tape over the, the webcam. Oh, don't even uh, get me started ah, on that. Oh, God. Let, let uh, us know how you compromise Tal's network uh, so that we see, may replicate it in the future. Actually, the whole, please don't because I don't want to see him like looking for bugs in the house. The whole tape over the webcam thing I used to think was crazy until I found out that Sony and stuff actually does spy on you through your camera on your TV. Yeah. Right. When paranoia becomes like <laughs> justified re- reasonable discourse. When when paranoia and logic go, Hi, <clears throat> nice to meet you. I'm paranoia. Oh, I've heard so much about you, Logic. Well, like, yeah, when all the paranoid people in the world go, I knew it. Okay, I'm going to let them finish this one. I'm going home. My name is Carr. Good night. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Bye. <laughs> I'm leaving. Good and, night. And at that, as always, we love you. We'll miss you. Bye. And uh, Rufio, why don't you go suck on a dead dog's nose?